0: Okay, we have a question. This is from the Rider coaching group. If you want to join the coaching group, visit durenrod.com. You can ask me any single question and any topic you want assistance with cycling, running, weight loss, relationships, dating, social media, careers, metabolic health, hormonal health. Let me know what you want. answer durenrod.com. Join the coaching group. Boom, get the best info. Why well, learn the hard way when you learn the fast way? Um, This is a great question here from Sean. Sean writes, Harley, I'm slowly regaining some of my health from Dr. Gregor's starvation diet. Dr. Gregor, again, no hate to Gregor, but the dude's advice sucks, man. It's a starvation nation situation. Name me one athlete who could do his Gregor plan and not fade and fail massively. If you want Dr. Gregory's fitness and radiance and vitality, <laughs> then do his plan. You know, I wouldn't because I don't have the results that I want. And that's not being mean. That's just being real. I like being fit. I like being able to keep up with people half my age and smash it out whenever I want. I love having that stamina, that vitality and uh, viciousness in a good way. That's why I carve up. Um, anyway, so... Sean's been vegan for seven years. Awesome. The first couple of years, I wasn't eating the best. I eventually got in the Gregor diet bandwagon, along with the Fiber Fuel guy. The Fiber Fuel guy—I forget his name—but he's another douchebag, giving pretentious advice that just, you know, gives. Oh, I mean, there's obviously there's different levels of douchebags out there, but I find Gregor and this that plant uh, Fiber Fuel guy—they just they're in it for the cash. They're in it for the cash mostly, and the fame if they were really caring about people, they would give the people the the results, the the template that actually gives you the results versus template that suits your orthorexic goals and leaves you off the deep end with fatigue and hormonal issues and and just, yeah, poor performance in life, mentally and physically. Um, So it's amazing that this guy, Sean, has been on Vegan for seven years following different people in the vegan uh, industry, money industry, and they're giving bad advice. So this this goes to show that this Sean guy has got some serious persistence, and he 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 believes in the vegan life. So that's good. He's, he's, Sean's one of the the rare ones who sticks at it. Uh, most people just go vegan. I did that. Did I followed Doctor Good's advice? Felt like crap. I lost more fitness. I'm not vegan anymore. Um. So. Um. So he says. So Sean says the last two feel. Fill- he spent the last two years feeling as if he had uh, like things like SIBO candida and he was eating more um, fats and proteins. And he felt bad. He said he was getting random panic attacks out of nowhere that would spike his heart rate up to 190 to 200 out of bed. Some real psychosis stuff going on. And I'm, Someone who doesn't really classify as an anxious person. I would be pretty anxious if I was doing the low carb or carb phobic, count your brown rice granule, fiber fuel, um, gregor plan starvation nation situation. Uh, Sean says he tossed $300 at Goji Man for a SIBO test. Luckily, I realized quickly how much of a scam that rabbit hole can lead and did not go any further. Again, this whole SIBO thing, it just preys on people's orthorexia. I don't think Goji Man's a scammer but $300 for tests and all this stuff, it's like like, it's just, yeah. You can always judge a person by how much money they charge, you know, and how much bullshit they tell people in terms of like, where was, where's the results, you know, where's the results? Um, and did not go further, I can easily spend people through, uh, Sean says, anyways, after bouncing around the net, I slowly found myself on one of your videos about SIBO and had a laugh. Fuck it, everything was making me feel shit, so why not try what you're doing? Um, Been going hard since the start of the year and slimming down like crazy. I play tennis and I cycle. Eating unlimited carbs for dinner is easy, but I still find myself having issues eating loads of fruit. I have reflux issues and my body not wanting to eat a lot of it. I would say that's going to be a lot of issue because of the fruit ripeness. It's very, very, very hard to find proper ripe fruit. Now, a lot of people say, that's, just, that's bullshit, Harley. I go to my supermarket and I've got yellow bananas and yellow banana's perfectly ripe and it snaps and I peel it and it's fine. You know, most of my parents say it, and that's what it is, it's ripe. You know, I've got reflux, I don't know what. No, the fruit's not ripe. Like when you're a fruitarian, like I've been for a while, you know, like, I shouldn't say fruitarian, I should say like a fruit connoisseur. There's, there's a big difference there. Like someone who, who who's traveled the world and had different types of fruit, different stages, been on the fruit farms and in the fruit factories, just really understanding what, what ripe fruit is. It's hard to find ripe fruit, unfortunately. So if the fruit's not ripe, that can cause reflux issues. If you eat the fruit too fast, if you eat it with poor combinations, like if you have oats for breakfast and you have some fruit for lunch, generally the fruit can just mix with the oats and not really digest well for mo- for many people, for most people. For some people, it's not too bad. Uh, but if you're getting reflux, I would recommend highly make sure the fruit's really ripe. Like I mean, again, that's so object- that's so subjective because my knowledge of what ripe fruit is is based on my experience. And how can you learn what ripe fruit is if you don't actually have r- proper ripe fruit? You know what I mean? It's a bit like saying you know like a, as a guy, what well, what's a good you know what's it like when your girl gives you a really good you know DT. If you've never had that before or if your level of, you know, what's your experience? How many girls have given you DT? Like if you have had, you know, a few hundred like I have, then you can have a, a scale there. But if you had like one or two, you'd be like, oh, this is pretty good. But it might not be, might be two out of 10. So it's, how do you even get to know what ripe fruit is? You know, it, it's, it's about trying. It's, it's, it's freaking hard. It's almost impossible. You know, I've learned, I guess, from being around experienced fruit you know, people who, who grow fruit you know, like not even growing fruits, are not even a criteria, but people who are really, you know, like passionate about fruit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to actually find ripe fruit and understand what ripe fruit really is. That's why when I had my fruit festival on in Thailand and, you know, when I was in Woodstock fruit festival, it was great to be able to show people, Hey, this is what ripe fruit is. And this is what ripe fruit isn't. So that, that can be the, the ripe fruit and food combinations. Very, very important for, for reflux. Um, also, my cycling hasn't really improved. I get tired quickly and I can't go as long as I used to. Though my main goal is getting my health fixed first, I've been slimming down and seeing a reduction in mental issues my previous diet has made me feel. Um, now, this is a good one as well. How, how, you, all, you have to get a power meter, all right? If you don't have a power meter, it's really, really hard to objectively measure if you're improving or not. Because Sean might be improving. He might be smashing out more watts, and that's why he gets tired more quickly because he can put out more power. He can burn more calories now, and the more calories you can burn, the more tired you will get. If you burn 1,000 calories an hour because you're super fit now, man, that's going to smash you versus back in the day when all you could do is burn 500 calories and you'd be like, "Eh, I sort of feel like I've done a workout, but you know, I sort of feel a bit of sweat, but that's about it. You know what I mean? when you can really just ramp up the intensity and flog yourself for an hour, and do a thousand calories an hour, that's going to make you feel like, oh my God, I need, to have, I, need to, I need to have a rest. That's why pro athletes, that's why pro cyclists sleep so much. They're just lounging around. They're just like, they're so tired and they just like, oh, but they can just smash out in crazy calorie burn. And the more calories you can burn in an hour, the more fatigue you will feel after that. You need to restore and recover. That's why the drugs that is so popular at running and cycling and swimming are the recovery drugs, testosterone, um, even EPO helps recovery, insulin. no not, not recommending these things, but these are what's used, thyroid medications, things like that, they help with recovery. Um, so yeah, these things are very popular and common. So yeah, get, Sean, I definitely recommend getting a power meter and I'd recommend the Stages power meters. Stages power meters, my favorite. Because they're affordable, if you live in a Western economy, um, they fit most bikes, they're proven, good enough for Christopher, good enough for us, they just, the Stages power meter's my favorite, the pedal-based power meters, they get hit in the gutters, and the strain gauges break, and you're to have special cleats, and this is a total faff, Stages power meters, love them, love my Stages power meter, been using them for eight years now, since 2013, um, all right, so we've got, next question was B12, last check, my levels were 280. Uh, My doctor told me to come back in three months to check again. (laughs) Uh, I I would stuff that doctor. I would get my, I'll get some B12 injections ASAP. Regardless if you're a meat eater or a vegan, the level of 280 is too low if you want to be a lean, mean, fitness machine smashing out life. 280 will not let you get there. 280 B12 serum level will not let you get there. It'll hinder your progress. It will not let you get your ceiling of fitness, natural fitness. Uh, I would not recommend having a 280 level. That's too low. Um, Your doctor has no idea. Just because someone's a doctor doesn't mean they're educated in real life. It means they've done university and have studied very, very hard. It's very, very hard to pass and become a doctor. This amount of study is insane. It's inhumane. Um, So they're good at study. They're good at doing exams and they can retain information but in terms of real life logical, pragmatic advice they can give. Not many doctors actually give that. All right. So and unfortunately people go, Well, that's a doctor, I'll just believe what the doctor says. And I mean look look what's happening now with the whole, you know, the uh, the little thing that's getting around with the certain big pharmaceutical companies giving a this a little jab jab for a flu flu and people are, are dying, you know, in droves from the reactions from this stuff that their doctors are recommending them to use and that's the whole other video. But uh just because the doctor, like man, I mean, it's great that Sean's done these tests, but if you've 280 level, you have got two eighty level, go get some shots and uh, do it yourself. You can get them online, etc. Make sure the pharmaceutical grade uses insulin needle. You're good to go in your deltoid. Google up intramuscular B12 injections tutorial on YouTube, and that's how you administer them. I'd recommend once a once a week, thousand microgram once a week for four weeks, and then go from there. And once a month, two months, every every one or two months as needed. And you're gonna get levels jacked up and you're going to be able to crank it harder. i uh, also get your hemoglobin levels tested to make sure that you're uh, good with it and your ferritin levels as well and testosterone, estrogen-free testosterone and hemoglobin. Uh, they're, the, they're the main ones. TSH thyroid as well. TSH is always good to throw it in there just to see where you're at. I mean, the levels might be going up. They might be going down. But by having some data, we can start to pinpoint any blind spots that may be there holding us back from living our best life. Um, I still have mind issues from how deficient my old vegan diet was. Um, that's hard to say, hard to quantify. Uh, the, most, the main deficiency is glucose deficiency and that can happen in a couple of hours for anyone. It can happen to me. All right, like it can happen to anyone. If you become glucose deficient, glucose exhausted, then you're fatigued, and you just like pfft. same with dehydration. You can get dehydrated in half an hour on a hot day, and your performance just drops right off. You know, so sleep, water, sugar. You can miss a good night's sleep. Your testosterone levels drop off, and you're not as not as focused and sharp and driven. So sleep, water, sugar. They're a daily, hourly thing we've got to maintain. Otherwise, you can develop deficiency in that. But people just don't even look at that because it's like, oh, this is sleep oh, it's just water, oh, it's just sugar, oh, sugar's bad, like it's just, what rice is bad, fruit's bad, blah, blah, blah. So the three most important things, the fundamentals, you know, the, the the trifecta, the holy trinity, the holy trilogy, you know, it's like sleep, water, sugar, the it, three things a society is, you know, sleep, oh, just have some more coffee, have some sleeping, anti-sleeping pills or whatever, like, Just like, have some narcolepsy drugs. Take more modafinil. You're tired? Take more (laughs) modafinil. You're tired? Take more Adderall. You're hungry? Have Stambia. You know, have some fats. Healthy fats though. You know, like water. water's yeah. Why would you drink water? Drink wine. Drink Coke. Drink coffee. You know, like. (laughs) The three most important things that people need for health and performance potential is the three things that people just, you know, the average person just disregards. Because they're not sexy and they're not expensive. They They don't have any real status. Uh I've still so long so write up, that's fine, so what the group's for. Um B twelve fire test should be available this week. Much love for the info you put out for free, you deserve the patronage. Thank you very much, Sean. Uh, but that's that's my you know, that's the group, that's the coaching group, com. So yeah, I would recommend people out there, you count how many carbs you're getting just so you understand how much you actually need to eat, you know because often people are eating what one, two, three hundred grams of carbs a day and they think it's enough. And they're like, oh it's just is that's too much, isn't it? And then once you start counting, and you go up to five, six, seven hundred thousand grams of carbs a day, and then you're like, wow, next day, you're like, man, I'm on top of things. I remember my first big carb day, uh, deliberate, it was probably 1997, maybe, 1996. So I was a, a Christmas, um, Christmas evening with my auntie and uncle and i remember my auntie just feeding me just and my grandma just feed me all these like biscuits and they're pretty low fat and they were just so good and i was just so i was just smashing them in just you know they're like oh you're eating a lot I said, yeah these taste really good And i was just smashing them in and they were very very low fat my grandma would make these and my auntie as well making these low fat i can't remember exactly what they were vanilla or something they're just really good and so just smashing this stuff um you know, it was like free food, and it tastes great, and it's sweet, and it's low fat, and it just felt really clean. So I was just gorging myself, and everyone's like, "Wow, oh, you really like them?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's incredible." So I was getting my carbohydrate, and I was also making people feel good because I'm eating their food that no one else is really eating that night. And you know, I was like, "This is good, this is work." And the next day, I moved on the bike. Just you know, I woke up feeling like oh but the next day was a ripper day. I felt like invincible on the bike. My legs just felt so once got a bit warm up going. Man, I felt so strong all day. And I was like, damn, this is what it feels like to be carved up. I gorged myself on carbohydrates, not before. Gorged myself on biscuits, sweet, sugary, low-fat biscuits. And the next day, I was absolutely romping on the bike. It felt so good. It felt just so powerful. So that was my first real day where I really gorged on the carbs by a sort of semi-accident. And just next day, just clicked in, you know, clicked in. Um, so yeah, low fat is just so important. Low fat, just gorgeous. Eat as much carbs as you want, all right? To never, never, ever limit your carbs, people. Only limit your carbs if you want to limit your life. By carbs, I mean f- sweet fruit. Bananas, mangoes, cherries, nectarines, guavas, watermelon, kiwis, blah, 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 blah. Uh, by c- starches, I mean white rice. White rice is fantastic. It's better than brown rice. If you prefer brown rice, eat brown rice, but you'll find you will perform better on white rice. There's less... Binding agents in it with the calcium retention, etc. I find the white rice is, it works better. Eliminates any blind spot in your fatigue. Um, white rice pasta can be okay. I prefer white rice. I find most people work best on white rice. Second would be corn, corn flakes, cornmeal, a.k.a. ugali. The world's leanest, meanest runners use that as their main fuel and main off-season diet. If they get injured, they eat living on ugali, sugar and water, and a little bit of tea to keep them slim during an injury. Um, prevent any much much fat gain or weight gain so get, the corn's really good it's probably secondary to white rice and then also sugar by sugar I mean white refined sugar raw sugar table sugar organic sugar whatever you want to call it sucrose sugar is sucrose so get as much as you want in people say what about honey honey one, the bees need honey. Why are we stealing the bees' food when we have plant sugars? It's just dumb to steal the bees' food, in my opinion. It creates colony collapse disorder. The bees need honey because honey is the enzymes for the bees, not for us. Honey is bees' vomit for the baby bees and adult bees. All right? So honey is got sugar in it, and that's great. But again, same glycemic DX is refined sugar, isn't it? So honey is just refined sugar. We might as well just get it from the plants and let the bees have their honey and then go from there. So... Get as much sleep, water, sugar as you as you care for every day. Don't listen to anyone else regarding this. Otherwise, you will not perform at your best. And do the experiment, people. If you want to be your leanest long term, and look how lean I am. You know, I'm on steroids. I do. You know, I'm I'm six, 59 kilos at six foot tall. If I'm natural, All right? <laughs> No, eating hardly any fat. and would a bike a bit. 59 kilos, six foot tall. Do you know how lean that is? It's almost like too lean for most people. You know, and then on steroids, I'm now like 80, 81 kilos, right? And like, I'm still, my face is just so gaunt and lean. I've got cheekbones coming out, sticking out. Zygomania over here. Body fat's just pretty much non-existent. I've got veins on veins on veins. So if anyone says calves make you fat, I was like, man, look at me, dude. You know what I mean? I just added a couple of vegan pies and some fats, some healthy fats, to try and not get too lean. Right. So if you do find yourself getting too lean, please, please, eat more fat. If you find yourself deficient in body fat or getting too lean, please eat more fat. Right. Don't dissolve your fat reserves and have hardly any fat left. Like eat more fat. If you get to that extent, eat more fat, please. Right. But if you've got enough body fat in you and you don't want more fat, then cut the fat so your body can actually get it fat adapted and start burning the fat instead of you replacing the fat you burn every day at dinner. Go, well, I've just burned off all this fat today. I'm not going to eat a fatty meal. It's like, well, what are you doing? This just makes no sense at all. Um, but yeah, that's the question there. Always have your breakfast within half an hour getting up. We'll have some sort of carbohydrate so your thyroid starts ticking over. Never do fast training. You're just going to... I mean, if you want to be lean... Look at, listen to the leanest dude on YouTube who doesn't have to starve himself, all right? And that's not me being a diss to anyone else. I'm just saying, I'm here to help people. I see people suffering so much to try and be lean and they're skipping breakfast. They're doing fasted cardio. Like, oh, I'm trying to... Man, that's the dumbest thing ever. I'm so lean. I'm the leanest person out there on YouTube. Who's leaner than me, all right? Who's leaner than me? Who's not on thyroid meds, clambuterol, abusing stims to avoid eating? Like, actually, leaner than me and doing it natty alright doing it natty not not starving myself to be this lean alright who's there there's not many unfortunately I mean there's a few out there but they're not on YouTube channels so just saying and I'm 43 44 next month sounds a little bit egotistical and arrogant but I'm just here to help I hate, hate seeing people suffering with starvation nation situations